Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Well, good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Fran McNeil, and welcome to BDPAI Radio. Tonight is Tuesday, May the 14th of 2013, and we have a number of guests on our show, and we're really glad that you're joining us. Our first guest is Kalia Braswell, and she is a high school computer competition alumni. She is a member at large, having been part of BDPA Charlotte and doing some uh, work now with BDPA Raleigh. And our second guest is Derek Brown, who is president-elect of BDPA Atlanta. And uh, Pamela Sexton um, will not be joining us tonight. She is our conference director, so we will be talking about the upcoming National BDPA Conference. And if you have questions for Pamela, we will be taking them live on the air. I will be doing my best to answer them, and if there's something that I can't answer, I'll certainly be redirecting you to our website, www.bdpa.org, so that you can register directly yourself for the national conference coming up in August. Well, welcome again to the show. I wanted to share with you a little bit of background about Kalia. Um, Kalia competed in the 2007 National BDPA High School Computer Competition, and she was a member of the team trained by BDPA Charlotte. Her team that year finished in the sixth place, and Kalia earned an EOI Lilly Scholarship for BDPA students in 2008. She used that scholarship to help offset the cost of college studies at North Carolina State University. And we were talking before the show, and she shared with me that she just graduated with her computer science degree last Saturday. So, Kalia, welcome to the BDPAI radio show. How are you this evening? I'm fine, and thank you for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure. And again, congratulations. Computer science. Um, jump right into it. I mean, four years, college degree. How do you feel? I feel great. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. So I was actually the only African American female to graduate in my class this year. And that really, um, it was alarming. So it really motivated me to do what I can to reach back and get um, more African-American females interested in this field. Wow. Um, Tell me, why do you think that was so? I'm not all the way sure. I know of other um, African-American females in computer science, but they're younger than I am. And I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the college's, like, um, strategy is for reaching out diverse backgrounds or things of that sort. Um, but I know that a lot of people just think that computer scientists just code or do things like, you know, just sit at the computer all day when there's a lot more out there that are off- that's offered these days. Um, and so just exposing those opportunities will help them be more interested in the field. I think it will be. Well, that's that's great. I mean, you are the source. Take us back to how did you get involved in BDPA? Well, when I was in Charlotte, my best friend um, told me about this program where we could go and, you know, learn how to make websites. I think that's how she pitched it to me. And it was something that she was doing, and so, you know, I wanted to 
tag along, and actually we both had interest in, like, web development, and so it was, like, right down our alley. And once we got into the classes, you know, it just really got even more exciting, um, you know, with every class as we moved on. And we actually had to, like, interview and compete against each other to be on the competition team. And so all of that, you know, just the whole experience was great. And uh, like I said, I really was already interested in web development, and so being a part of the BDPA um, high school computer comp- competition team really uh, kind of jump-started my interest even more in web development and computer science. Hmm. So that you, in 2006, you were part of the team. Did you participate in 2007? No, um, by that next summer, well, since they trained during, like, the semester, I couldn't come because I was at NC State on Saturdays, and so I wasn't able to compete the next year. Mm. And so that speaks a little bit to the opportunity and the discipline of the of BDPA in that if you're going to be part of the team, you need to show up on Saturdays, do the studying, do the work in order to be selected. Now, the following year, in 2008, you were on the team. Um, what was different? And uh, tell, tell me what was different about 2008 versus 2006 for you. Well, no, 2008 was the only, my first year. Uh, or wait, or was it 2007? Oh, man, this is so long ago. <laughs> um, I think it was, well, the, the year I competed was my first year a part of the the, the, the team um, and a part of BDPA in general. Okay. And in competing in, and I'm looking here at my notes, so actually it was 2007, you were part of that national team. And then in 2008, you earned an Eli Lilly scholarship. How did that happen? What's the connection between being on the team and the scholarship? Unfortunately, I don't remember the actual connection, but if I wasn't on the team then I, and I hadn't gone to the conference, I would have never known about the scholarship, so I would have never applied. And so that exposure um, allowed me to gain even more funding for my undergraduate career, which really helped out a lot. Um, and so... Me being on a team and going to the convention um, really helped me know more about the scholarship, and I applied and was fortunate enough to receive it. And that, you know, to a certain degree, that that is the answer. I mean, a lot of our listeners know that the high school computer competition is a valuable experience for high school students and that students really enjoy um, you know, learning and really enjoy having the opportunity to go to the national conference. What some people don't realize is that as a result of competing, there are additional opportunities that our corporate sponsors provide to the students. And so, as you mentioned, you applied for the scholarship and you were fortunate enough to receive it. What did, where did you apply that scholarship to? Um, what school did you go to? How did you choose your school? And, and and what major, why did you choose the major that you chose? I ended up going to North Carolina State University, which is where I graduated from last Saturday. And um, when I first came in, I came in as a computer engineering major, mainly because I had already had and um, a computer science education, quote-unquote. Like, I took AP computer science, and I knew how to program once I got here. So I was like, well, let me do something different and try try out computer engineering. Um, after that second semester, well, my second semester freshman year is when I took my first real computer engineering course, and it definitely weeded me out. Um, and so I had to make a hard decision. I had the lowest GPA I had ever seen, lowest grades I had ever seen. Um, and then it wasn't because of the curriculum. It was because I was involved in too many organizations, and I didn't know how to have the the work-life balance at the college level. And so um, that summer of 2009, I made the decision to switch to computer science. Since I did have some knowledge of computer science, I would still be in the College of Engineering, 
Um, the classes that I took would still apply, and essentially it wouldn't be a setback. Um, instead, it would be, you know, me making progress forward. And so, um, you know, I made it. I graduated, so it was a great decision. I never regretted it. And so that's where that the, the scholarship actually went directly to NC State, and so they adjusted it and um, applied it to um, any of my outstanding fees that I had. And so what happened was, I actually looked into it, once they sent the scholarship to NC State, NC State took away some of my grant money, kind of, sort of, and applied it and gave it to other students um, that, you know, was in need or whatever. And so um, that's kind of how that worked out. Okay, so... BDPA, how did BDPA influence your interest in uh, computer science and computer engineering? Well, it helped to have people who looked like me in the field. And even one of the my competition team members actually came here first. And he was in computer engineering. And so NC State wasn't my first choice. Um, but it ended up being the best choice for me. Um, I didn't know at the time. However, he came here first, did computer engineering. We had a similar path when we first got here um, as far as BDPA was concerned. So he kind of helped motivate me to come here as well. But just having people around me coming to the, the competition um, and seeing other people in the field, it made me want to stay in it. Because I could have chosen another route. I mean, I did computer science in high school. I could have did something totally different in college, but I decided to stay the course and Stuff it out. Hmm. So, in terms of BDPA, um, what accomplishments are you most proud of? It would have to be the competition um, experience. I mean, the, the competition team the previous year, you know, they they went and competed, but they had a lower ranking than what we did, and we were able to come together and really. Um, you know, bring that up. I think we played six that year, which was a great improvement. And some of those people, I, like I said, one of the guys on my team, he went to NC State before I did. He's still here. Um, and there's another young lady who was on the team. She went to North Carolina A&T State University, and now she's at NC State for grad school, and I still keep in touch with her. And so I was able to make connections. Um, one of the advisors, so I still keep in contact, actually, with majority of the advisors that we had, Um that year, then I think about it. And so those connections that I was able to make, the fact that I can still talk to those people today, that, that really has a large impact. Well, that's, I mean, we, we talk a lot about the BDPA family, so we're, we're seeing some of the examples of that. What lessons do, you know, you completed college, you, you graduated uh, last Saturday. What lessons? do you feel comfortable sharing now that you've had four years and had an opportunity to receive a scholarship? Um, let's see. And I've, I've had time to think about this, and I was trying to figure out exactly what I've learned so many. Um, but I will say that one lesson I learned is that when you realize that something isn't going well for you, that getting out of it doesn't mean you're actually quitting. So when I made the decision to switch from computer engineering to computer science, some people could have said, well, I was quitting on computer engineering. Well, no, I wasn't. I realized that I didn't have, um, that I would rather spend my time working hard towards a separate degree that, you know, I could, cause I still struggled. It wasn't like I, you know, was great at computer science when I switched over. I still had to struggle, but it was, I, I got more enjoyment out of the struggle with the computer science degree because I was more familiar with it. And so, you know, just because you're letting something go doesn't mean you're failing at it or quitting even. Um, you know, you're just making the, the best decision for yourself. So that's one lesson that I've learned. And let's see, another one is to make sure you stay true to yourself and not let other people dictate um, what you what you want to do because you can easily – you know, have professors or friends tell you, well, you should do this or you should do that. And you may think about it, but it may not be something that you really want to do, but you're doing it just to please somebody, and that's not worth it at the end of the day because once you're struggling, they're not there struggling with you on the outside looking in. So, um, you know, 
those would be the two lessons, two biggest lessons I've learned. Hmm. And those are those are powerful ones. Um, experiences sometimes a tough teacher, and, and those are those oh, yeah. are great ones to share. So um, when I was doing a little research on you, I found out that you were recently featured um, at NCSU for some of your work. Uh, share with the BDPAI radio show. Um, what that feature was all about. Well, for the past two years, I participated um, with the MyHealthImpact.org research project where we were using social media and our website and a blog to disseminate information about HIV and AIDS to college students. Um, Initially, we started off with the focus on African-American college students, but that ended up... um, you know, like the, the messages are tailored for anybody, really. But what um, my professor found in prior research was that the number of African American female on college campuses to get HIV was increasing at an alarming rate, and it was being unrecognized. And when you go to websites uh, like the F, not the FDA, um, well, when you go to like the CDC website, things of that sort, you know, it doesn't really identify with who we are. If I was to go as an African-American female and I was to go to find out information, you know, it, it looks real technical. And so that's one of the things that I helped um, with the research project, and that's what they featured. Talked about my friend and I and how we brought our experience about, well, I brought the social media knowledge, and then I was also the target audience. And so I could say, well, hey, this is how I feel about this decision or that decision. Um, and so it was a really, really, really great experience, very rewarding and we were able to go to two conferences, one in Phoenix and one in New York. As a result, um, we submitted a, conf- a paper to a, a journal. I'm still waiting on that, I'm learning that that's a very long and rigorous process as well. And so it was really cool just to be featured because it's actually on, like, the computer science website. And so to be there, like, on the home page, uh, I was actually talking to students about undergraduate research and I just randomly went to the computer science page to show them an example of how they can find opportunities, and the article popped up. And it was like, wow. And I was like, well, I didn't plan it. I had to make sure they knew I didn't plan it. Um, but in any case, people from all over the world visit that site on a daily basis, and the fact that they can go and find out more about the research project, um, you know, and to have an African-American face on it really, really was humbling. Wow, that's powerful. G- give us that website again. It's my health impact i m p a c t dot org, um, and you can go on there and find out more information about the project. Um, uh, you can follow our Twitter at m y h e a l t h impact, um, and we have videos and all things that sort of statistics, like quick facts, and there's a lot of information on there. Um, Wow, that's powerful. That's really exciting. <laughs> so what's cool. next for you? What's next? I mean, you're in the process of, as you said, you submitted a paper to be published. Um, you've just graduated from college. Uh, summer is coming up. Um, what will you be doing this summer, and what do you see ahead of you for the oh. upcoming year? Hopefully in the fall, um, I'll be either at NC State, again, for grad school, or UNC Charlotte, both, um, well, NC State Computer Science Master's at UNC Charlotte would be a Master's in Information Technology with a concentration in HCI, um, Human-Computer Interaction. Um, In the summer, I am itching to get out to Silicon Valley. I am waiting to hear back um, from two, two different opportunities to I'm having me out there working with um, startup companies. And so that's kind of the route that I'm trying to go because I'm actually also working on some um, personal, like, entrepreneurship type things. So um, being out there in the startup culture would really be a great look. So that's what I'm waiting on. That's, that's exciting. Now, earlier we you were sharing with me that you will be going to the BPA National Conference in August uh, in D.C. What will your role be at the conference? 
I will actually be there on behalf of another organization, which is pretty cool how that happened. So in 2008, I won a um, National Center for Women in Technology Award for uh, Aspirations in Computing, very long title. However, um, the executive director of that organization is sponsoring a panel at the BDPA conference, and she wanted um, people who has who have received that award to represent the organization at the conference. And since I have ties with both BDPA and NC WIT, she reached out to she actually reached out to Wayne Wayne Hicks to, to find me. It was really interesting how it worked um, to see if I would be willing to participate. And so, really excited, especially since he's back in DC. And the last conference I was at was in DC. So. Oh, what a wonderful circle. <laughs> That's oh. great. That's great. Well, I look forward to meeting you at the conference. The conference is coming up in August, so um, BDPA listening audience, make sure that um, you stop by and check out the panel that Kalia Braswell will be on. And if you haven't done so already, check out the website, My Health Impact. Org. And Kalia, your research is out there, the videos, the statistics, and information about the project is out there, correct? Yes. yes. Great. So in the remaining minute, what's a final thought that you'd like to share with our listening audience? Um, I would say that, from, that I really value the um, opportunities and the relationship that I've built from BDPA. And I would just encourage people, whoever's listening, to continue to um, support organizations such as BDPA because I'm also tied to other organizations that have also given me a lot of um, support throughout the years. And so really value organizations such as BDPA. I'm also a part of the National Society of Black Engineers, and, you know, they're, they're kind of – parallel in the sense of the opportunities that they're given. And so if you just, you know, support these organizations and they'll definitely um they'll definitely be able to benefit as you're helping increase their brand. So well terrific. Well thanks again for sharing some of your time. I know being a recent college graduate, you know, the world is your oyster. There's lots of opportunities um, and, uh, again, really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us and look forward to having you back on the show to give us an update. Um, would love to hear how your summer turns out and best wishes for a wonderful, you know, next uh, three to four years as you pursue your master's. So thank you again. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. So we are going to just take a little bit of a break, and I'm going to share with you that our next guest coming up is Derek Brown. Derek is president-elect of BDPA Atlanta, and he's been part of the leadership team in Atlanta that has been very, very strong in the last two years with new programs, new energy and incredible results. And so Derek will be taking on his presidency starting in 2014. So let's see if Derek is on the line. I'm going to ask Everaldo to open up Derek's mic so that Derek can uh, share with us um, his experiences. So welcome, Derek, to the BDPA iRadio show. How are you this evening? Okay, just uh, try again. Derek, is your, I think your mic is on. How are you this evening? Okay. Um, let's see. Every once in a while, we have these technical difficulties. So I'm going to just cue Everaldo to bring Derek back on. 
And Derek, if your phone is on mute, feel free to hit the unmute button. Okay. So what I'm going to do, as I have Everaldo do his wizardry behind the scenes, I am going to bring on Craig Brown, who is substituting for uh, Pamela Sexton. And Dr. Craig Brown, how are you this evening? I'm doing fine. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for being on the show this evening. Now, um, typically, the first Tuesday of the month, um, Pamela is on the show to share with us what's going on in preparation for the national conference. Um, She's highlighting activities that might be of interest to our members and reminding folks on about the value that the national conference um, brings. So I just wondered from your perspective, what is, you know, one of the top reasons that people share with you why they make time in their busy schedule to attend the national BDPA conference? Hi, hi, Stan. This is Craig Brown. Um, the biggest, uh, I guess, gain is insight and education. Um, most of the the, out, the the things that will be outlined at the conference are for fulfillment for the members and the participants. So I would I would venture to say that what we all expect everyone to at least walk away with is some 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 certainly some insights on um, the advancement of their careers or or even just uh, the education and technology as a general. So, um, for our listeners, if you haven't done so already, if you go to www.bdpa.org, the conference registration is front and center. It's easy to register. The conference conference is in D.C. in August this year. Um, Dr. Craig Brown, what's kind of exciting for you? I mean, you have been a part of the conference for a number of years. What are you personally looking forward to this year? I'm looking forward to our speakers. Um, We have Roland Martin and um, several other, you know, prestigious uh, members of the community and and within the technology world um, that are going to share their experiences and their growth. And and, and that's something I typically look forward to because those are insights that, that come from different perspectives than my own. Um, uh, that's, you know, the, 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 one of the biggest highlights for me and certainly the sessions that um, will be available for um, the Youth Technology Camp. I like it. I, I really enjoy watching the children interact with each other in those arenas and watch them, um, you know, kind of learn basically what um, they may not have ever seen before from a technology standpoint and actually get a chance to apply it. Um, that's also fulfilling for me as well. It really is um, powerful that through the uh, national leadership, regional leadership, local leadership, and the sponsors, the opportunities that the youth get. I mean, I remember when the conference conference was in Chicago, um, the youth got a chance to get an exclusive tour of McDonald's. Um, you know, they they get special access um, because they are used to see technology in progress at some of the nation's, you know, most competitive technology shops. What's on board for the youth this year? What are some of the highlights? Um, what we've confirmed so far is um, our standard youth package, which is the youth technology um camp and the um, HSCC and the IT um, showcase. Um, We also have a trip scheduled for the children to visit um, the White House. So, because we're in D.C. and it wouldn't make sense to be in D.C. and not get a chance to see the Capitol. (laughs) So the children are going to go out um, as a group uh, and tour, um, I guess, whatever they're allowed to see uh, at the nation's capital. 
That is powerful. I, you know, I always knew there was a reason to search for the fountain of youth. And every time the national conference comes around, I say, gosh darn it, why am I not 16? Um, because they get to do the coolest thing. So that's great. Right. Tour the White House. That's wonderful. Um, and the IT, uh, the uh, IT showcase is always phenomenal every year with college students doing professional level presentations. That's correct. Any topics? Um, are are the college students going to be on panels this year, or their focus will be primarily? presenting their own research? Well, well, primarily the research is um, the criteria in which they, they, they expect to see. Um, depending on interest in other areas, we certainly like to put some things together um, as we get closer to the conference, and we'll confirm that on the website um, if we're able to, to, you know, build certain panels. But that's certainly the goal. And um, um, But, the, but the, the true nature is the presentations and, um, and that's what they pretty much, you know, spend their time developing and getting ready for. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of interest by the adults and from the adults in the IT showcase. I, I know in past years I've gone in those sessions and, you know, I mean, several years ago there were students talking about cloud computing before anybody else was talking about cloud computing. So it's really an opportunity to sort of look into the future um, and see what is coming down the pike. And it's it's really inspiring to hear um, the presenters be college students. And um, the presentations are selected on a competitive basis. So you're kind of getting the best from the best and the brightest. So that's really right. exciting. What, what else is happening at the conference this year? So we have the White House tour for uh, the Youth Technology Camp and the IT Showcase. What else is on tap? Well, you mentioned uh, uh, a few things actually just a second ago. Um, we have some uh, quite a few sessions uh, and workshops scheduled. Um, we do have a few on cloud technology, as you mentioned. Um, we have some sessions and workshops related to health IT. Um, we have some sessions related to moving into management. Um, there's a variety of, uh, of different perspectives and different advantages that the sessions offer, depending on what you're looking for, whether it be personal growth, which is what you know the management sessions will be about, or just something that you're certainly interested in. We have something on a uh, Microsoft Technology um, SQL Server 2012 for those that are you know technical and want to see what's happening with the actual some, some actual technology. We have sessions that address that. So it, it's a variety. Um, we even have something on cybersecurity. Uh, it's just a variety of things that are available. Um, I encourage everyone to go to the website, um, bdpa.org, and click on the registration. And, just, and there's a link for agenda. And you can actually look at all of the various sessions, the day that it's uh, scheduled, um, and the day and time, and that way you can kind of um, a cart your registration if you have to be limited on time or, or if you're looking for something very specific uh, in your niche. Right, because we the conference registration offers the flexibility of signing up for the entire conference or you can get uh, a day pass. Um, there's entertainment, um, special speakers. Um, I believe this year there's a golf tournament. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. It's on Saturday at the end of at the, the tail end of the conference before the gala. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right, there's always the gala where the um, a number of awards are given out, including the winner of the high school computer competition is is announced. Um, and what about the career fair? Um, who are some of the uh, sponsors and some of the um, companies that will be having a booth at the career fair? We're still building the career fair um, in terms of um, participants, but certainly um, our corporate sponsors, um, Johnson & Johnson, uh, our insurance companies, they're good, they're representative um, at the career fair. The career fair is our 
um, it, it serves two purposes. Um, obviously, it's to connect the members with the corporate sponsors and, and any job opportunities that may linger between the two. Um, but it also serves as a community service um, um, scenario so that we actually invite free of charge um, members of the local community, which in, in this case will be Washington, D.C., to come in and also take advantage of the, the companies that will be present. Um, with that being said, um, you know, I encourage anyone that's in the D.C. area, the Baltimore area, the Virginia area, to, um, to pass the word on that they don't have to um, be a participant at the conference to enjoy the benefits of the career fair. The career fair is um, um, going to be um, combined with um, our corporate sponsor, Miller's, Miller Coors, who's going to have a reception during the career fair. So there will be refreshments and, and opportunities to, uh, to basically just enjoy themselves if, if they didn't find what they were looking for or vice versa, if they just wanted to come and hang out and see what's available and from, a, from a job perspective or even just meet some of the company representatives because they're interested in those companies um, as a whole. It, it's, it's, it's a wide-open scenario that pretty much should fit most people's needs, even if they're not looking for work. Mm, that's true. That's true. And that's the career fair has been um, very successful, and it's been a great opportunity for people to, as you said, network, find out about jobs, um, find out more about the BDPA membership. And um, it is, as you also mentioned, a community service opportunity. Now, when is sort of the cutoff time to register for the national conference? Well, we obviously encourage um, folks to register as soon as possible because obviously registration is based on availability. Um, we don't have a cutoff. You can register all the way up until the day of the the, the, um, the conference. Um, the price is different on the day of the conference than it is now, so this is the time to do it. Um, it's also contingent upon room availability and, and, and things like that if you're traveling in. So I, I seriously encourage everyone to uh, register as soon as possible. Um, don't don't wait uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you don't have to. Um, but you can register all the way up until the day of the conference, including day pass. Okay, great. So, Dr. Craig Brown, thank you so much for... Um, sharing your insight on the conference. What I love about the conference host team headed up by Pamela Sexton, our conference director, is that it is a team effort. And so um, there are lots of people making sure that every single component of the conference is excellent. And whether it's the keynotes, the workshops, the career fair, um, the, there's an opportunity to get technical certification. We heard from our first uh, guest on the show, Kalia Broswell, that there are partnering with other organizations to provide panels. Um, in earlier shows, um, Pamela's talked about the fact that we'll have a special HBCU uh, panel at the beginning of the conference. There really is something for everyone. And so if August of 2013 is going to be someone's first national BDPA technical conference, this is definitely the one to start that experience. And I do believe that we have at least five people who have been at every single national conference. So it's, um, it's something worth coming to over and over again. So, Dr. Brown, what's a final thought that you'd like to leave our listeners with in terms of the conference coming up in August? Sure. I, I would love to see as, as many people there as, as humanly possible. Uh, I think that the benefits um, far outweigh the price. I think that regardless of what you're looking for, whether it's you know, very serious, intense certifications training, whether it's um, just simply wanting to be um, knowledgeable what's going on in IT uh, or something somewhere in the middle. We have wonderful speakers. We have, um, um, you know, an action-packed 
um, day day to day um, schedule. Um, so it's it, and it's for the family. I, I bring my kids. Um, they enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, they they were very much looking forward to the, to, to this year um, from last year. So um, I I would love to see as many people there as possible. Um, it, it's certainly worth the trip. Um, and enjoy. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your schedule. And again, uh, listeners, please go to bdpa.org. It is very simple to register. It's very easy to find out what's happening on the day-to-day agenda. And it is very easy to share information with your friends and family and colleagues so that you're not going alone and you're sharing the experience. So have a great evening, uh, Dr. Brown. And uh, for our listeners, please continue to listen because Derek Brown is back online and ready to reconnect with us. Dr. Brown, have a great evening. So I'd like to welcome our final guest, Derek Brown. He is president-elect of the BDPA Atlanta chapter. And a little bit earlier, we were having technical difficulties, and those are over. So welcome, Derek. How are you this evening? I am fine. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Now, I always almost always, ask a new guest to the show, how did you first find out about BDPA? Because it's absolutely fascinating to find, uh, to hear the the responses that people give. So uh, share with us, how did you first find out about BDPA? Well, I had a, I would guess you would call it a, we had a long journey towards BDPA. The first time I heard about it, the current VP of Education for the Atlanta BDPA chapter was doing a lunch and learn about project management. So I wandered downstairs at our home building, Macy's Systems and Technology, and I gave it a listen. The room was packed. The seminar was right on point. The educational material was top-notch, and I thought it was great. I was like, okay, this is a very put-together organization, but I wasn't necessarily hooked just yet. You know, you're a bit younger, you're doing your thing, and I said, well, I'll check them out again later. And that's pretty much exactly what I did. The uh, emails kept coming. I kept seeing notifications. And the next time I decided to go and check you guys out, you guys kind of became my guys. And I started to continue to come on board, and, you know, I would – well, I still did that thing where you pay at the door, you know, the kind of thing where folks are like, why don't you just become a member? So finally, I did. <laughs> and it I became easy, a member. Because, yeah, you know, it's like you're not being efficient with your cash. Why don't you become a member and stop showing up and paying a twenty dollars at the door? I said, okay, well, let me do that. That's what I did, and you know, I I I haven't looked back. It's been very rewarding. BDPA has paid to me, and I have paid to it. And let well, two years ago now, the time does fly. The current president wandered into my office at my building and said, you should think about joining the board. And before you know it, I was on the board. And I'm continuing my BDPA journey. I am. I, I continue to be fascinated, enthralled, and enthused. And it always continues to open up new horizons for me, and I'll continue to do it. Wow, so it's a two-way street. You benefit, BDPA benefits, and it sounds like it's been an active engagement for you, something new um, and something that builds. It has been a very active engagement. In fact, I know some of the things that we're going to go over this evening, I'll elaborate. It's, you know, we, we have been so aggressive in the Atlanta chapter with the desire to grow the brand, uptick on participation, all of that, I, I have to guess that my little girl probably says, Daddy, you need to stop doing that BDPA thing. But, you know, <laughs> it's all about work-life balance, right? So I'm trying to endeavor to maintain that balance, but I definitely am enjoying the things that I'm doing with BDPA. Well, elaborate. What? What is making BDPA so engaging and so enjoyable? Well, 
it, that goes back to a story, right? So let's let's go back about two years, and we had started to experience some attrition. You know, you've got a recession. People don't like to drive in the rain. They don't like to show up to meetings. So Felicia, the current president, brought us all together, and we had a brainstorming session around what could we do with the Atlanta chapter to make it dynamic, to make it pop, make it explode. And we threw a host of ideas out there. And when I say a host, I mean it was a very exhaustive list. And you had a core group of people who ran hard on that. And that, was, I think, was our calling card, our distinction. You know, we came up with a whole, uh, whole slogan, this is going to be the year of Atlanta, you know, because we wanted to take chapter of the year. And we just came up with a bunch of new and innovative programs that engage not only the community, but, you know, the, the people that are involved in IT. We started to do a few things that were very specific towards growing their possibilities and, you know, their engagement and opening up doorways. And all of that was just, it was hot. You know, it was, it was, it was very impactful and it was exciting. So the, the team, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the team did that for about a year and we got burned out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. So it was hot Atlanta, right? It was it was it was sincerely Highlander. So the the I think the point to take from that was we did a lot of soul searching, a lot of learning, a lot of dynamic work and engagement with the city in terms of growing the chapter. And I think after all that time and all of that effort, we found our groove. We know what we need to do, and we know what our path looks like going forward. So. Given that, what are you focused on now? I mean, it, it is really powerful that the leadership can can be at a point where, you know, you're able to talk to everybody and get everyone's input and go from attrition to peak excitement and then say, you know what, this may not be sustainable and then get to a point where, you know, what are the top two things that you do really well, that you're really proud of, that folks are on board to to stick with? I think that that, that question is very interesting because it takes me right to the mindset for our motto for this year, which for the Atlanta BDPA, we've kind of internalized the motto of learn, grow, and achieve. So out of all the activities that we've done, we had to come back and do that soul searching and ask ourselves, what are we best at? You know, what is the purpose? We can we can understand the overall mandate that is dictated down from the national chapter and is fully appropriate. We need to make sure we embrace that from the classroom to the boardroom. But what makes us distinctive? What can we do that so many other organizations in the Atlanta area aren't doing? You know, from the the engineering societies to the MBA groups to, uh, you know, to all the other organizations, what can we do? And what we decided was learn, grow, and achieve is specific around leadership, soft skills, networking, connectivity, and opening the doorway to appropriate education and training. And that's where we found our niche. So over the course of the last couple of years, we've, we've, we've come up with a program. One of our major keynote programs is, you know, the CIO Forum that we'll be hosting in July. Our inaugural year for that was last year. You know, we've had career fairs. We've we've done the appropriate community service. We've had dynamic programs on a monthly basis. But all of that and and the collegiate liaison program and our success alliance, that all led to a program we did about a month ago called the BDPA Boot Camp. Now, the boot camp speaks directly to the niche. It's about learn, grow, and achieve. And that has been, in my opinion, the culminating experience that I've had with BDPA. It points the way to the future. We engage individuals in specific programs and touch points that speak to how they can improve themselves and not only secure a job but secure a long-term career, differentiate themselves appropriately in a 21st century environment where the economy may go up and down, no one knows, but at the very least, you've made yourself distinctive enough that you've become the indispensable individual. And those are the things that we were teaching at the boot camp. It was it was excellent, dynamic, thoroughly engaging, and like I said, it was it was a high point for me. And coming out of that high point, I think our chapter realized this is what we need to do. 
and that's what we're con- going to continue to focus on. So the boot camp is this was that um, a one day event? Was that a weekend event? Was it a what was the format? So if I'm a chapter was, leader somewhere else listening, what what should I be picking up? It was an intense Saturday one day event. But what we did was we organized the logistics at at um I don't know how many people out there might know Matrix Solutions. They're a resource company and they partner with us. We sometimes hold our monthly meetings there. But they gave us the floor. We occupied the rooms. We had people leaving sessions. And that was an entire Saturday where a person would go through intense coursework on interviewing, networking, communication, branding, a resume clinic, all of the things that a lot of times we take for granted or we pick up from an organized institution. But the thing that we wanted to do that we said was specific and different was you can't continue to do some of these things the same old way. Those ways are tried and true, but they're old and they don't stay. I'm a hiring manager myself. And I was telling the people that were coming through, I've looked at 90 resumes over the last two months, and they all bore me to tears. So what can you do to make sure that your resume gets in front of my face and it sticks? There are things you can do. Those are the kind of concepts that we're teaching at the boot camp. And the program itself can be emulated across the country. You know, it's any other chapter that might be listening in, we've got the format laid down, and myself and uh, my vice president of, our vice president of education, Jacqueline Sanders, it was her brainchild. She, we like to say she birthed it. We're coming up with what we call a cookbook, and the cookbook will point the way towards how you execute that program. And coming out of that, and we actually saw this, people are so enthusiastic. They're so positively motivated. Just that one day, you know, creates a specific change in how they approach their career. And that's what we feel is our niche. That's what we need to be working on. Wow, that that is powerful, and I I love the energy that you know. I'm like, okay, so where do I sign up? So when was the last boot camp? When was the last boot camp? Oh, you you, you caught me in the moment late at night after a ten hour day. I can't remember the specific Saturday. Well, you know, I don't like... need the exact day, but you know, was it in April or? February. Well, it, was, it was like late March. It was like late March, okay, April, late something March, around there. Okay. Yeah, the time flies so fast. I mean, we've had our picnic since then, our HSCC picnic, and we had some of the people that were at the boot camp come to the picnic. You know, of course, we want to turn those people into members too. But some of the people who came to the boot camp were headed out of state. They they saw the, the, the advertising, and they wanted to come through. And coming out of that, they said, thank you. We want to take these skills to where we're going. Like one guy was going to Massachusetts, and I think he was maybe 49 or 50, and he and I went for an intense round of around 30 minutes around appropriate engagement and how I feel he should lock his next job. And there were just some things he hadn't thought about because, you know, he had been doing it the old way. The whole point is to change the way you do it and be differentiated. And he, he he went away. He went away pleased. And seeing him go away pleased made me pleased. We changed, exchanged email, and I've kept in contact with quite a few of the people from the program. That's the kind of thing we feel our chapter needs to be doing going forward. And you know, just in my opinion, the whole the whole organization should be doing it. Well, that's a that's a great segue into my next question, which is, what's your vision? for your 2014-2015 chapter presidency? Because right now, you're president-elect. Yes. So I wanted to make sure I gave all appropriate kudos to Felicia Jones, the current president. She set the tone and the direction. And like I said, we experimented a great deal, but I think we found the appropriate path out of all of that work. Some things do carry forward, others don't. One of the things that we did that I didn't speak on extensively was the Success Alliance, and that was our collegiate liaison program where, you know, we don't just focus on high school kids, but we focus on college folks as well because they're the next step. They're on their way to the workforce. And we only met with some success there, but it was a pilot program. And one of the things we really came to understand quite factually was that just like with adult folks in their everyday careers, 
you have to pull in the people and show them what you have to offer and get them appropriately engaged so that they can internalize it. If they don't internalize it and own it, then they rely upon you to do all the work. And that was one of the things we found in our success alliance that a lot of the folks, right, wrong, and different, they weren't on that, you know, they weren't at that point in their lives where they were ready to take ownership for pushing to the next level. And that's a hard thing mm-hmm. for someone, to, you know, as a, I'm, I'm, I'm an everyday, I work every day, so I'm not a teacher, you know what I mean? I, I can't carve out the, the cycles necessary to say, okay, you're being a bit lazy about the work, but I'm going to take all my time to push you and get you where you need to be, you know. And, and I hate to say that, but that was something we really learned going through the liaison program. So next year, what I would like to do, and we've kind of discussed this as a board, is appropriate engagement, getting people involved in our boot camps, which we will do both virtual and real, and the mm-hmm. folks who are at the collegiate level that get engaged in that can go through what we did before, but the Success Alliance at this point means that they're members, they're engaged, they've internalized, and they understand accountability and responsibility, and they will drive their collegiate liaison program. So we learned that. So to go back to the, the core question, I want to continue our signature program. You know, I want to make sure we're doing the CIO forum. We're going to do that. We're going to do the boot camps. We're going to make them virtual as well as some specific weekends. And one of the things my VP of Education and I have talked about is on our monthly meetings, we're going to focus more on that learn and grow and achieve aspect. One of my personal mottos is build a network, leverage a network, create an opportunity. Well, unfortunately, what we find with a lot of our members is they don't know how to build a network because they don't know how to talk. You know, you get them in a mixed group of people and they get scared, and this is not normal human nature, but it can be overcome. So why don't we spend a little bit of time talking about that? Talk to people how to do that elevator speech and then continue your conversation for five or ten minutes and then move on to the next person after you let them make part. You can focus mm-hmm. on that because that helps open mm-hmm. doors. You want to do more programs like that on a monthly basis to kind of enhance those soft skills. I'm doing a personal program myself called 3FE Lots of Jobs. I've developed a methodology around critical thinking and how you can apply critical thinking skills to securing your next position in your career. So we want to talk about some of those things so that this person, when they come to a BDPA meeting in the coming years, they'll know, okay, I'm coming here for something that's real. I I will be able to apply tomorrow when I go back to work. Now, if I come in here about cybersecurity or the cloud, that's great too, but it has to be in the right place. And I might not be feeling the cloud thing right now, right, because I'm a tester and I need to know how to talk to my boss. Can somebody help me out? so that I know how to talk to my boss. So we want to focus mm-hmm. on those things. That's, that's what we feel we can add a great deal of extra value. That's what I want to do over the next two years in my presidency. Wow. Exciting. Exciting. <laughs> so we're wrapping up for the evening. What are two lessons that you learned that you'd like to share with the BDPA audience, whether it's members or volunteers or other chapter leaders? I can share two things in specific that I think all chapter leaders, members, non, or potential could benefit from. And the first was, I go back to my motto, build a network, leverage a network, create an opportunity. There's something powerful in taking the time to meet with your peers and people that you don't know. That, that, that building of your network creates, value almost exponentially depending upon the number of people that you touch. You don't know what doorway may open for you if you have a good five-minute conversation with someone somewhere. So I would say come out to a meeting wherever you are, meet some people, and the the few of you that do get together, go out and meet other people. Create the opportunity that's there for you. You have to think about it and focus on it and execute on it. And then that takes me back to my own methodology around critical thinking, 3FE. Find, focus, establish a fundamental plan, and execute on it. I did that in my job, and I want to apply that in how I run the BDPA organization. I would say to the people out there, the execution of critical thinking is absolutely essential to us improving not only as an organization but as a people. So if we start to do that effectively, we can differentiate ourselves, and thereby we can improve. We can grow. And that leads right back to our our motto for this year in the Atlanta chapter, learn, grow, and achieve. If you do that, you're doing rather well. Powerful. 
it is hard to believe that there would only be one more minute left. <laughs> and in that one minute, and I understand that you know how to execute. So in that remaining minute, what's a final thought that you'd like to leave everyone with? A final thought that I would like to leave everyone with. Well, beyond the two points that I laid out, I would I could, I could add two more in that final minute. First off, breathe, because life takes breath control. Second, think, because we don't do enough of it. We run on automatic. So then tie those two things together. Think and breathe. When you're faced with pressure or something is pressing you up against the wall, take a moment and consider it. Take a deep breath, consider your options, and then using my methodology, you can come together, uh, you can put together a plan that allows you to execute appropriately. So breathe and think. Powerful. And certainly words to learn, grow, and achieve by. Derek, thank you so much for being our guest tonight. Best wishes in your future presidency of BBPA Atlanta. And I love how you acknowledge the team, the team that was before you, the team that is working with you, and the team that will continue to help you move the chapter forward. So I wish you a great evening. Look forward to seeing you in D.C. at our upcoming national conference. And thank you again for being guest tonight. Thank you very much, and I will see you in D.C. Excellent, excellent. So we are going to wrap up our show. Tonight is our 47th official show. Now, throughout the years, we've had some special edition shows when we have brought the high school computer competition winners back uh, to the show. And again, officially, this is our 47th show. The iRadio show airs the second and fourth Tuesday of every month from 8.30 to 9.30. And we have guests from all over the BDPA family. Tonight, our guests were Kalia Braswell, high school computer competition alumni, who is with uh, sort of BDPA at large. She originally started with the BDPA Charlotte chapter, and currently she is involved with BDPA Raleigh. Our second guest sitting in for Pamela Sexton was Dr. Craig Brown. And Dr. Brown shared with us some of the highlights of the upcoming National BDPA Technology Conference, which is being held in D.C., and uh, encouraged everyone to go to the website, register. If you're already registered, tell a friend, bring a friend. We've got lots of great activities in store. And our final guest was Derek Brown, President-Elect of BDPA Atlanta. So I'm Fran McNeil, our um, behind-the-scenes technology facilitator and production engineer, Everaldo Gallimore. Wayne Hicks is our executive director. And this month, for the first time, we had a sponsor of our show, and the sponsor was Foundation Academy. And while we did not air the ad this time, we will um, be airing the ad for our next show. And uh, we are actively seeking volunteers who are interested in helping us um, edit out the interviews from each show and also put those interviews, combine the interviews with photos to create YouTube videos. And so I do want to take a few moments to introduce the BDPA iRadio show listeners to our new sponsor. Our new sponsor starting this month is Funation Techademy LLC. And they are making the world computer smarter. So they have tech camps that run only during the summer. And you can register for those camps at www.funut.com. 
A-T-I-O-N.com, so that's funmutation.com, or you can call 216-378-9035. So one of the things that's really unique about this organization is that they work with children and they help children who are 8, 9, 10, up to 16, really understand how computers can be fun. And one of the things that Ted Jordan, who is a STEM program manager, said, he actually asked this question, what did Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and Mark Zuckerberg have in common? Well, they all learned computer coding before high school. And Fun Mutation has taught more than 1,000 children to code through their summer tech camps. They have a trademark approach so that kids can learn technology, engineering, math, arts, and science in a fun and non-threatening way. So again, if you know a young person who's interested in participating in a technology camp, they can call 216-378-9035 and or they can go to www.funutation.com. And these camps um, are in Cleveland, Chicago, D.C., Boston, Detroit, and Cincinnati. Now, these camps are a lot of fun, so if you're an adult, sorry, you can't participate. So thanks again, and join us in two weeks when we return. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.